0: Welcome to the Unleash Your Voice podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Gioruso, performer and creator by nature, voice specialist and leadership coach by day. And I work with entrepreneurs all over the world to help them unleash their voice and step into the leader that they were destined to be. This podcast is an unfiltered look at what it takes to truly own who you are as a leader, unleash your voice and get your message to the masses. Are you ready to turn up the volume on your dreams, your desires, and your income? Sweet. Let's get started. Hello, hello. What's up? What's up, you guys? Today's episode, I am truly honored to bring to you. Today, we have a very special guest. I'm going to warn you guys that this episode will be a little bit of a tearjerker. It's incredibly inspiring. It is incredibly just so motivating and so inspiring and so incredibly impactful. And I just want to warn you about that right off the gate because this episode will probably change your life. And I have no doubt about that. This is an incredible woman. Her name is Whitney Cox and she is actually a native New Yorker and she moved to Columbia and she is the owner now of the life coaching business Warrior Girl, which is so incredible and so, so inspiring. I can't wait for her to tell you the story of how Warrior Girl came to be. And she also is the owner of the incredible clothing line, Flan de Coco. And I probably butchered that, but I tried to say it with as much pizzazz as she does, but she's just so, so incredible. She is such a vibrant soul. Follow her on everything. She's everything's yeah. on everything because she's just so incredible. She was actually a former wall street gal. She worked on wall street for 15 years and then she pretty much really risked it all by embarking on an adventure that transformed her life. She went to Columbia and she just decided that she wanted more. She followed the call and she just decided to follow her dreams. Now, she also, I'm going to let her speak her story because her truth is just so powerful, but she was living this dream life and in 2017, she was diagnosed with breast cancer, which deeply impacted her life and started a really burning desire inside her to help others live their lives of their dreams really and this is just so incredible. She also has a retreat coming up in a week. Holy moly, she'll talk about it, but if you feel called to join her, she has an incredibly amazing opportunity for you. So, I can't wait for you to listen. I can't wait to share her story and I can't wait for you to hear her story in her own words. So without further ado, here we go. Here is the beautiful, incredible, inspiring and intelligent Whitney Cox. Hey, hello, hello. I'm so excited to interview you. I'm so so excited. I'm like giddy. Um, for those of us who do not know you, can you share with us the behind the scenes? of your brand, how it got started, your incredible story. I'm just so excited to just give you a platform to just talk about you because you're just so fascinating.
1: Right, sure. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Whitney Cox. I am CEO of Warrior Girl Life Coaching. It's called Warrior Girl, Fight for the Life You Love. And I'm also CEO of a clothing company by the name of Flan de Coco, which is a clothing company that uses like ethnic fabrics from Africa and Latin America. It's really inspired like by living in Latin America and the time I've spent in my love affair with African and Latin American cultures. And so I use those fabrics and create like chic modern pieces. So um, those are my those are my two uh, official titles. But Warrior Girl is what I really want to talk about today is... I think Warrior Girl has been in the making for many years. But really, my transformation from Wall Street Girl to Warrior Girl really began about four or five years ago. I had... I guess you could call it an emotional and spiritual bottom. Um, you know, on the outside, I had all the trappings of success by conventional measures. So I had the prestigious job. I went to the Ivy League school. I got my master's degree. I was working at one of the largest emerging markets funds in the world, managing money. I had like arrived, right? And uh, but my insides told a really different story. On the inside, I was feeling almost like someone had given me like this uniform that like that was a life and they put the uniform on me and they're like, here's your, this is the life that you're going to wear. And it didn't feel like my own. I felt very disconnected. I felt super alone. I felt exhausted all the time. I felt like my life was just on groundhog day. I would like rush to get to work and then I would rush to get to the gym or to a dance class. And then I would rush to be eating dinner and then rushing to get to bed to do it all over again And I felt like when I would walk into the office, I would have to like turn myself off and that, and I couldn't turn myself on again until Friday evening at 6 PM. And then I would have to turn myself off again at Monday morning at 6 AM. And, um, I, I think the worst part about all of it was that I felt incredibly guilty and ashamed for feeling the way that I felt. Hadn't I received the best education that money could buy? Wasn't I working in one of the most prestigious industries in the world, making a salary that most people could only dream of making? How dare I feel the way that I felt? And when I would try to confide in loved ones, people that love me and want the best for me, it's like, well, there, this is the best there is. This is it. This is happiness. There's nothing better out there. There's nothing else out there. Because I used to say with like a dreamy look in my eye, like, surely there must be something better out there. And they're like, no, there actually is nothing better out there. Stop looking. This is it. That's it. And I think because, um, you know, by that point I had started really developing, um, a spiritual practice, putting a lot of investing, a lot of time and money into my personal development. I was able to really follow an earnest yearning coming from the depths of my heart as a very very low voice, you know, right? Our soul, our heart speaks to us in low tones. So you have to, you have to cultivate that that voice. I think I wasn't able to hear it for the fifteen years before that that I was working um, the way that I was. And I, I took a risk. I got sponsored by a Swiss fund to help a Colombia a company in Colombia. It was a ten month contract. It was like thirty seven at the time. And I remember people saying like, you are crazy. I would kill to have your job. I would kill to have your job. People don't give up these jobs. And furthermore, you're a woman, a single woman, no husband, no kids at 37. You are so old. You need to, you need to get married before you're too, too ugly for someone to have you. Like that was like the, the, the fear dialogue, right. That goes on in, in your brain and, and what you hear. Right. And, uh, and I remember thinking to myself, okay, fair. But I really think I was more afraid of my life staying the same than I was afraid of the uncertainty that was ahead of me if I chose to go to. I took a, you know, they say, take a leap and the net will appear. I, I did. And um, I was living Can in
0: That It's just so funny that you said that because looking at you now, like everyone needs to go follow you and look at you. You just radiate this like vibrancy. You just radiate vibrancy. You just radiate love. You just radiate youthfulness. You just like, I can't even picture you back then or in a setting like that, where people are telling you that, well, this is it. This is all you, you get because you just, you radiate creativity. You radiate bliss. Like you just radiate. And even through your style and through the clothes you wear, but how you speak. And it's just, I wish I ever could just see your face right now because you just, you do, you just radiate this life, this liveliness, and this vibrancy. So it's just, that's just insane to me that that was even in your life at the time.
1: It's funny that you mentioned that because I think even if you were to, my clothing line has been such a representation of like this rebirth into like the, the real Whitney or the new Whitney. New warrior girl. I think if you saw me maybe four or five years ago, I would have probably been wearing a power suit. I probably would have had my mm-hmm. hair pulled back tightly in a bun, small earrings. You know, everything was. I was like a. I think I was talking about this the other day on social media. I was like a buttoned up version of myself. Wow. And I wasn't allowed to be myself because I was playing this role of the uniform suit of the life that was given me, right? And the thing is that we all you know, we all actually have different formulas for success. And so giving myself the permission to have, to use different parameters to define success has been hugely, hugely transformative for me. And I think, um, you know, when I got down to Columbia, I was able to like experiment with parts of myself that I, that had, I had long forgotten existed. Mm -hmm. And so I literally, you know, the the, I I spent like probably the two best years of my life down here. I came down here. I was reconnecting with nature. I realized that like, I'm a nature girl. Like I was like the New Yorker that went on vacation, like once or twice a year. And like, my idea was nature was like partying on some beach while looking fabulous, but I wasn't getting my hair wet or I wasn't getting like dirt under my nails. And like, all of a sudden I'm camping in the jungle and I'm swimming in rivers and I'm swimming and, you know, I'm being waken up by this, woken up by the sounds of of birds and, and dancing again. And like this connection with like, I guess the essence of my soul, I really started this, this slow awakening process. And like, I'll tell you, I was at the top of my game. I'm so happy. Met a guy. And then last year diagnosed with breast cancer at age 39. And um, that just gave me
0: chills. Oh, that just gave me chills, and you're. Oh, I'm just so excited for you. Just get into your story. Like it's just.
1: It was. A transformative moment in my life. Yeah. Um, when you think about as a woman, for the woman listeners out there, every fear that a woman can imagine came fell on my shoulders all at once. So. Vanity, like losing a part of my femininity, fertility. And, you know, there. It's not necessarily safe if I have a kid or not. Um, mortality. Am I gonna? Am I gonna make it? Um, financial. Like, how am I gonna pay for all this? Like, who knew that having cancer was so expensive? Yeah. Professional. Yeah. I wasn't working at the time. Who's gonna have me? How am I gonna gather? What am I gonna do? um, relationships, is my boyfriend going to leave me? I mean, everything just kind of fell on my shoulders at once. And, and I remember, you know, when I had, I decided to do a double mastectomy surgery, which was, um, a very intense experience to say the least. And, um, I remember, you know, I wasn't even sure like lying in the hospital bed after the surgery, jacked up on morphine, in pretty critical condition and I wasn't sure that I was going to make the night. But do you know what I also realized at the time? Sorry, I'm getting a little emotional when I think about it, but I remember thinking to myself, well, if I die, I will die happy because I did everything that I fucking wanted to do in my life. And I do not think that I would have been able to say the same thing if I had stayed in my formula life that wasn't my own biding out my time trading in my freedom for security in quotes, which is a security that to all of us, we think it's so guaranteed, but everything that happened to me with my, my ordeal with cancer made me realize that maybe see how flimsy that, that, that idea of security really is. And so I realized in that moment, in the moments of my recovery that I had to live my life, the rest of my life, on my terms, and that I would dedicate myself to living the highest version, the highest vision of myself, and helping others to gain. And that's how Warrior Girl was born. And I remember thinking throughout all this process, um, you know, I used to hate my scars, right? They, I felt embarrassed of them. And now when I look at them, they fill me with so much pride um, that I am a warrior and they're battle wounds of a warrior girl who in her darkest moment found her light. And that's what I really want. That, that, that's what I do in warrior girl coaching is to help other women to find their light and to remind other women that we are all warriors sometimes we just need other people to remind us.
0: Wow. Oh my God. You're just so amazing. And I just, ah, I just feel your story so deeply. And I'm so excited to have a platform that I can share your story and share you because this is so necessary and needed. And this is just such a powerful conversation that it's, it's never too late until it's too late, right. To do something. And even um, the fact that you were just laying there thinking, "Well, I would die happy," like that's just so powerful because you did make that change. And if there's someone in some circumstances right now that's feeling that way of, "Well, no, I guess this is as good as, it, as, good as it's ever going to get," or feeling like, "Well, I'm too old," or "Well, I'm well, you know what, I, my boat has passed," or or whatever. All these things, I just remember thinking even a few years ago, which is so funny, because I'm 25. And I was like, well, you know what, because I, I was from the film, like world in the acting world, like, well, oh, like, I'm 25. I'm past my prime. Like, what is does that even mean? Right? Like, what does that even mean? So if someone's sitting there right now listening to this, wondering, am I really like, is this as good as it gets? What would you share with them?
1: So what I one of the things that I've taken with me, and it's literally burned inside of me, is that um, sorry, that it is always always possible to pull victory from the jaws of defeat if you believe that it is possible. Giorgio Armani went to fashion school, went back to school at 40 years old and became one of the greatest fashion icons ever, right? You hear stories and stories again. I forget the woman's name who wrote Harry Potter. She was on welfare and wrote a book at, I think she was in her mid forties. Like I I think what I would remind anyone who's in that position is that the security that we covet so much is really is an illusion. And I think it took me getting sick. I just thought that everybody else was going to die. And like, I somehow was going to like beat the odds, (laughs) but like, we're all going to die. We're all going to the same place. And the most important thing that you can do is give the world the gift of doing what you love. Like, This old mentality, and I think a lot of us see it, especially through our parents, it's nothing wrong with them or nothing to fault them. It's just they grew up differently, is that um, you're literally biding out your time. You don't be able to one day live when you're 65, 70. Now people are retiring even older, right? So the majority of our lifetime, we are spending working so you better make sure that it's doing something that you love. And if you, and and, and I guess it's probably a really long way of answering your question, but I, I just want to you know remind this to people is that the person that succeeds in getting the life of their dreams or the life that they love is the person that over and over and over and over again chooses that life despite defeat despite failure despite problems you continue to choose that life um and I think you know one of the that's really been one of the most important lessons that I've learned is like I will not and I guess I just took getting the shit scared out of me by like a near-death experience was that like I will continue to choose this life over and over again no matter what happens Um, Because I don't want to live my life like there's no time to waste. There's no time to waste. And if I had not to scare people, but you know, if I hadn't gone to Columbia, they diagnosed, they detected my cancer in Columbia on some routine doctor's appointment that this woman I don't know why, decided to send me to get a breast sonogram, which is not the medical norm in the U.S. And then in the U.S. At, for, at 40, they send you to get a mammogram. And my tumor didn't come up in the mammogram. And so if I had stayed in the States in a life that I hated, at 40, I would have been sent to get a mammogram and I would have been promptly sent home with a clean bill of health. So You know, this decision that I was making that was so risky and so crazy and so dangerous in the eyes of loved ones, of conventional wisdom, was actually the decision that was changing, that was going to save my life.
0: Wow. That's just so remarkable to even think about that. And I love that you said, yeah, this safe quote unquote safety, the staying there, it was truly your path to go there. No matter what anyone said or thought about it, it was your path to go there for this critical moment in your life. And that's just, that's just so, so powerful. So now when you're in your journey now, what, like, what do you plug into now to keep, choosing over and over and over again, this life too, because this life obviously is not easy. This entrepreneurship is not easy. Um, I did a funny video earlier. Like I posted it today about me just pretty much eating candy and you like, I'm fine. This is fine. We're all good. We're fine. You should watch it. It's really funny. I think I'm hilarious, but it's just like that feeling of it's not easy, but it's on purpose. Like it's not easy, but it's on purpose. And so for you, what is, what keeps you going now? Like I know that you have so much, that's still pretty fresh. That was what, a year ago? A year ago. That's so fresh still. So for you, do you lean into that experience or what do you lean into on a daily basis to really make sure that you are truly, cause you're someone who walks your talk and I freaking love that. And that's one of the reasons why I'm like, yes, like let's do this ASAP, please, <laughs> because It's just so powerful to watch you talk about it, but also you know for a fact, like I just know in my heart that you're walking this every single day in your life. So what is that experience for you? What do you plug into now and what really keeps you inspired and keeps you going?
1: So one of the things that I work on the most, especially in my coaching program, is um, getting out of your head and getting into your heart. We're a head-based society. We're a rational-based, rationality-based society, right? And so um, a lot of, like, the worst place to be in your is, is, is in your head, right? Like, I'm going to wrestle this problem to the ground. Like, when have you ever just, like, sat and thought about a problem and, like, were actually able to get through it? Right? It's when you get out of your head and you get into your heart is where you can tap into a wisdom that's actually much smarter than any wisdom that we get that's coming from our brain. Right, Because when I made that decision to leave Wall Street, it wasn't coming from a rational part of my body. It was coming from a deeper, a deeper part of my body that's much more intelligent than anything I can come up with in my own brain. And so that is the guidance system that's going to keep you that's going to keep you on the right track. That was the guidance system that brought me to Columbia so that I could get diagnosed with cancer very early and have a whole host of options and save my life. And that is the that is the voice that continues to guide me down this road less traveled because it's not a conventional path. And as an entrepreneur, and, and you know this just as well as I do, sometimes it's like, like if you try to, you're like, What? no income stability, no healthcare, no pension. Like what? Like I, why am I doing this? Like if you go down the, the rational path, you can get yourself talked out of it real quickly and find yourself back in a cubicle quicker than quicker than you know it. Right. So for me, my spiritual and emotional health fitness regime is the most important part of my day. And I, I spend an hour every morning working on that. Or it's, it's like my, it's my me time. I wake up an hour early than I need to. And that's not a sacrifice. I view it as a luxury that I give to myself. No cell phones. And that is my time of the day to set my, to set my tone. And that's what keeps me in tune to my, to my, I don't know what you would even call it. It's like that innate wisdom that we all have inside of us. And that, I think, having an, a strong connection, if you're, if you're thinking about living an unconventional life, if you're thinking, dreaming about making a change to do something or on the road less traveled, that is essential. Um, and the other thing I would say, too, is that when I got sick, it brings you... We spend so much time focusing on the future, And like, if I'm not careful, I can all of a sudden be like five years into the future. Like I've gone like 20 iterations in like 20 seconds. All of a sudden I'm like 45 to try to, you know, and when you get sick, you know, I went from a woman who had one year goals and five year goals to like, uh, today I would like to um, get up and take a shower by myself or get dressed by myself. You know, it was like, I went from having these one year goals to like, being completely in the moment. Um, And that was such a blessing. It's such a blessing. And it helps you to remain connected to like what needs to be done right now. Like what's the most important thing to be done right now. And like all the confusion just melts away. All the bullshit just melts away. And if you can do that, and I do that through my, my, my spiritual and emotional health regime. And I guess just also, you know, in a way I kind of had, I had like a, I had like a cocktail with death. We like sat down and like had a chat and like got to know each other. And like, I lived to tell the tale, right? Like who that, that in that way, like that was a real gift, right? Of perspective. And that perspective keeps bringing me back to the moment so that I don't get lost in that rational mind and be, and, and start making decisions like these head-based decisions. That's the old, that's the old formula, right? We're working off of a new map and it's coming from, from our heart and our soul.
0: Wow, I could listen to you talk like all day long. I am so happy that you're on my my podcast and I get to listen to you first before anyone else does. (laughs) But um, if you had a microphone to the world, which you do technically right now, I wish that the whole world was listening to my podcast. Let's be real people. But share this if you love it for realsies though. Share it if you love this episode because this episode is so powerful and I'm just like goosebumps all over my body about it. But if you had a microphone to the world, what would be the message that you would want everyone to hear right now? Like what is on your heart today? What's on your heart right now in this moment? Um, Yeah. The floor is yours.
1: I would say that what makes you weird is what makes you awesome. And I would say, find out what makes you weird. Find out what it is that allows you to get lost without, you know, losing track of time, find out what it is that brings you back to that feeling of being a little kid. And that that is actually your unique purpose in life. So instead of being embarrassed about these little things that you think make you weird or different, that is your unique gift. And so embrace it, fly that freak flag, freak flag high and proud, and and that that is your unique purpose.
0: I love that so much. I am totally a freak flag fly type of gal. So I love that so much. I always say like the weirdest things, the things that people think like, oh my God, this is so weird are normally the most fascinating things about people. And I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and being so vulnerable and open and just so impactful. This episode, I have no doubt in my mind, is going to change so many lives.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm actually... Um, you know, I'm feeling particularly blessed today because one week from tomorrow, I have a group of warrior girls that are coming down to, and I'm doing the very first warrior girl retreat here in Cali, Colombia. And the idea is to show this group of warrior girls the exact techniques that I used to transform my life. So part of it is giving them an inside look into the land, into the culture, into the people that completely transformed who I am. And at the same time, give them the tools that I use and continue that I used and continue to use to change my life. So this is like an adventure that's going to be off the charts. It's like, a Columbia that you will not find in any guidebook. And every activity has been expertly curated to awaken our warrior girls to their higher calling. So I'm, you know, particularly grateful today when I think about a year ago, I was laid up recovering from a horrible surgery, I had had everything taken away from me. Everything taken away from me. I had no idea what I was going to do. My finances had dwindled down to zero. I basically thought, it felt that my life was ending. And fast forward to a year later and I am hosting this incredible retreat. I have these two businesses. I have Warrior Girl. I have Flande Coco. I'm not saying this so viewers can think that, oh, I'm so amazing and you know that, that was so cool what I did. What The reason that I'm saying it is because I want everybody to remember that a year ago, I literally was at an emotional and spiritual bottom, so deep. I was so afraid. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how I was going to turn things around. And I kept going. I kept moving. I kept focusing on what, what I loved, where my joy was. I kept working on my spiritual practice. And, you know, we are creative beings. We humans are creative beings. I have this tattoo on my arm that reminds me thought, word, indeed, right. From conversations with God, it's, you know, take care of your thoughts because your thoughts become your words and what you speak, your words become your actions and your actions become your life. So it really is up to us, right. We're capable of so much creating so many beautiful things. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just, I'm feeling super grateful. I'm so happy to have, to have been on your show. So much fun. So awesome. And, um, and remember, like, anything is possible if we believe that it is.
0: I love that. Do you have any spots if someone's like, this is literally the answer to my
1: prayers? I have one spot left.
0: Wow. And
1: if it's a good fit, if this is the perfect warrior for us, they will be eligible for a super special warrior discount. So, wow. So, green ticket, the rest is organized.
0: Wow. So if someone is listening to this, if you're looking for a sign, like literally this is it. <laughs> like this is your perfect sign. This is um, literally it. Yeah, this is it. So where can we find you? What's your favorite place to hang out? Obviously, we'll put all your information in the show notes. We always do. But where right now is your favorite place to hang out if anyone wants to know more about you, more about what you teach on and hear you talk for hours? Because we all do. Sure.
1: <laughs> So, um, you can always find me on Instagram, Whitney Cox one, you can find me on, if you want to talk to me directly, you can email me Whitney at warrior girl, You can also find me on my website. If you want to book a call or if you want to learn more about my coaching packages or apply to the retreat, the retreat application is there, the page with all the information and that is warriorgirlcoaching.com. So you can book a call with me or you can check out my retreats. You can check out my one-on-one coaching. Um, And yeah, that's it. That's the best way to get in contact with me.
0: Oh my God. Thank you so much. I loved having you so much and I'll stop hitting record in a hot second here, but I just wanted to say thank you. And I'm just so blessed to have you be in my life. Number one, just your beautiful soul. And then also to, I'm like honored that you are on my podcast.
1: Thank you. It's been an honor to be on your
0: podcast. Thank you so much. I hope you loved, loved, loved that episode. If you want to come hang out with me a little bit more and maybe talk some more leadership love and unfiltered voice, then you can go ahead and find me on social media at Danny Driuso. And I would love for you to come join me in my private Facebook community. This is where the conversation continues. Okay. So I'm always in there giving you guys live trainings and information and just making sure that you guys are fully supported in your business life and leadership. Okay. It's a totally free Facebook community and you can find the link below in the show notes to come join me there. And I would love, love, love for you guys to leave me a review if you feel so moved to and let me know how you are loving these episodes. Okay. And maybe who you want to see on next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Unleash Your Voice podcast and go be bright, be bold, and be you.